Hello, everyone, and welcome to Local Chat. It's episode 112. I'm your host, Will Crosby. Joining me this week, back after a long, exhausting trip, Dean Gibson. That's right. I've been gone for two weeks. I'm back. How's it going, boys? It's going great. Also joining us, Jason. Green Abel himself. I also got back, like, two weeks ago, but I got back from Toledo. Holy Toledo! Holy Toledo! What were you doing in Toledo? I think it was a week and a half, two weeks ago. So yeah, I was I was visiting a college buddy of mine. Used to be on Save Data, oh. not anymore. He's 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 moved on. He had a kid. He has a family. It turns out so, and a rough. life, <laughs> and a life, which I quickly realized. Like, damn, you're doing all. He has like a house. He's, he's got a rich. car. He's got <laughs> everything. I'm like, wow. And he's like, hey, come over and hang out. I'm like, wow, I'm just a bum. Like, I he just realized jobs every day. Yeah, he's got he's Jeez. got everything made for him. I'm just like, all right, <laughs> well. Got... He's got a chocolate milk cow. He, he bought chocolate milk for the weekend. I was like, damn, dude. Hell, oh. that's a good friend. That's, that's a good friend. Should, that is a good friend. You know, I haven't had chocolate milk in a couple months. I should buy chocolate milk. At this chocolate time. milk. You get back from your trip. Yeah, it's the best I thing you can get. Yeah. Um, sorry, you were saying, speaking of chit-chat, Ian, you wanted to chit-chat? Yeah, happy to be yeah. here, by the way. What's the story behind your, behind the green eight ball? Oh, username? Uh, it's not that exciting. I mean... There was a game in there was a game that came out in 2001, 2000. I think it was Medal of, Medal of Honor, a dead series by the way, basically now. Uh Rising Sun and we used to me and my brother oh, used yep. to first oh. we used to first bots. You could put on bots and there's like eight of them and you just do 2v8. It was to like 200 kills. Hell yeah. Uh, and we needed you needed like a name for your profile to like save your stats. So his was Ass Clown and mine was yep. 8 Ball because I always wore 8 in like every you know, grade school gotcha. sport I was in. So, and then I was gotcha. like, eight ball is unique and it's different. And then I just added RuneScape, it's Neo eight ball, and then green eight ball stuck in like 20 mid mid 2010s. So, yeah, it's not that exciting, but it, it's not that I'm good at pool. I'm actually quite terrible. It's just, it's incredibly exciting. Don't, yeah, I, I, I should have sold it. I, I killed a man and took his name, eight ball. Oh my God. What's I remember I when she I don't think there's a good, green. Uh, there's not a green eight ball on pool, isn't it black? It's black, yeah. And that was to be a joke I would hear from when I had it a game in in uh, in game. People would be like, "Oh, green eight balls are actually black. Uh, nice." Uh. They were like all Jerry Seinfeld. Yeah, these are my nuts on your face, teabag, yeah. baby. Was <laughs> oh, your opener? Man. Yeah, it was my opener. So 100. percent But that it was. It's not Ugh. that exciting. But that's that's the origin of my name, and I've had it. And I like. I've kept mine on like some people who have changed theirs, but I've kept that gamer name for you know 20, 20 21 years. So. Dang. It's it's not awful, you yeah. know. Yeah, it's so it's something. You can keep it. Yeah. Know? Yeah, you can like have it. it. I can give it to you if you'd like it. You, you can borrow it. I'll take yeah, Will Crosby it. actually. That sounds like a great name. Oh, you want What's... that one? Damn. I think mine's going to be my my usual is Think Gibson, and I think that's going to be 20 years old next year. My my thing I is going to be wearing it. black gloves whenever I stream and just like fuck <laughs> off. <laughs> God. I'm going to get arrested. <laughs> It's so there's no fingerprints on the toys. Oh, that's that's. <laughs> this is like behind the scenes, and I yeah, don't sorry. want to explain it to yeah. the listener. Oh man, um, Ian, you wanted to talk about keyboards. Yeah, you know we were a little lacking on chit chat topics, and um, we've talked about keyboards before, and how that is a hobby rabbit hole, the mechanical keyboard hobby rabbit hole that somehow. I think all of us have avoided that, right? 
Uh, what do you mean? Just sorry. In what, in what capacity? Like, like, you know how there's like, oh, I have like a Cherry MX Red mechanical keyboard and I'm about to lube it. And like, I'm about to get a 60% from Ducky. And like we it's it is 100 percent within our wheelhouses, but we've we've all avoided it. Right. We've not gone down that rabbit hole. Um, I I've built one little keyboard, like an eight key okay. keyboard from scratch, which was fun. And then I have I have bought keycaps before. Uh, OK, so you've you've da- you've, you've yes, I've dabbled. It. I've never built a, like a full keyboard. I've never been like. I want cherries. I want blah, 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 like that sort of stuff. It's yeah, always yeah, yeah. intimidated me. Also, it's extremely expensive. Yeah. So, so I've avoided it as well, kind of for two reasons. One, I knew I didn't really need to go down that. I've got plenty of hobbies already. And number two was I, I have an IBM model M and the problem is this is a fantastic mechanical keyboard. So it's not like I need an upgrade to a different mechanical keyboard. That's better. It would just be something different. Um, that being said, I've got two problems with my current keyboard. Number one is um, it doesn't have a Windows key, which I actually use a lot of Windows key shortcuts, you know, like Windows Shift S is for snapshot. Windows D is gets you to the desktop. Windows tab does a little bit nicer. Alt tab, etc. So I have it bound to my caps lock, but it's kind of weird. It's like a registry hack and it's wonky. Um, and the other problem is this. It's a very loud keyboard. Yeah, I get semi-mechanical. Uh, yeah, like, and, and I don't care about the loudness, except that it sucks on streams. Because mm-hmm. if I'm streaming, I can't really type because it just ruins it. Um, So let me just put it this way. The other day I was like, what if I got a mechanical keyboard? Like, what if I went into the hobby a little bit? Because I saw, actually, what happened was I saw somebody's tweet and their tweet. I don't know why it was promoted to me. But their tweet was literally like, hey, I found new key switches that feel just like an IBM Model M, but they're much quieter. Oh, no. And within 15 minutes of seeing that, I was reading a blog post about how to design your own circuit board to make a custom oh, keyboard. No. And I was like, oh, oh no. no, like I literally had to stop and like pull myself out. And so the problem is, I think I'm getting into keyboards now. Um, okay. I I haven't been able to resist it. And well, let me just tell you, let me tell you, I've only purchased one thing so far. Okay. Okay. One it starts, thing. It starts cable. with one. The I've, always smoked, yes. I've always smoked one cigarette before too, you know? It's no, like, I literally, I literally spend like an hour every day just being like, let me look up keyboards. Let me look at keycaps. Let me look at, what if I do this? What if I do that? Um, but I've only bought one thing, which was, there are so many different switches now. And they're like, this is, this is clicky. This is tactical. This is linear. This is a 65 gram. This one's padded. I don't know what any of it means. So I actually bought this really cool thing. It's basically, I think it's like 63 keys. No, it's 64 keys. It's like an eight by eight grid. And every single one of them is a unique type of switch. And the keycap tells you what switch it is. And it it was like 70 bucks. But I was like, I don't know anything. I don't know what I like to feel. So I'm going to buy this and this is going to be a good start. If I find a nice switch in here, maybe I'll go. So I'm like, I'm literally like teetering between like, maybe I should design my own PCB. Because I'll tell you, I'll tell you what my dream is. Okay, here's the problem. Oh, we all know what your dream is. Do you guys know about like keyboard sizes? Like how there's like different, like how many keys there are? It turns out that this hobby and this community that I am not affiliated with, but have just been introduced to is full of fucking idiots. 
because everybody loves like a 60 or a 70 percent keyboard or smaller, which means, OK, so you have like your keys, right? And you have your function keys and you have your numpad on the right side and you have your arrow keys and stuff. Turns out like 99 percent of the community doesn't want a numpad doesn't want arrow keys and doesn't even want function keys. So they just want letters and numbers and like an enter and a backspace. And it's like the problem is 99% of the products out there are built like that. And that's so fucking stupid. Like, like how can you live with a keyboard that is missing like literally half of the keys? Um, so the problem that I'm having is that I want to go the opposite end which is I want a 122 keyboard, which okay. means it's the same size as a normal keyboard, but it also has an F13 through an F24 keys. <laughs> you should just and, be you should just be one of those guys that just turns left keyboard, turns center keyboard. It's like the guy, the, the guy in the chair. Yeah, the hacker guy or whatever. Yeah. So the problem is the whole community is like, we're going to go as small as possible. And I'm like, no, 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 no. I want as many keys as possible so that it's driving me towards. I think I may have to design my own custom keyboard, but I'm not ready for it yet. So I think I'm going to do what you did, Will, which is buy one of those macro pads that you solder yourself. It's like a three by three thing just to see if I enjoy it, if I like it, if I can do it. And then from there, maybe I'll go bigger. But anyways, it's it's I, I'm sure you guys can relate. It's one of those things where you kind of. You you deliberately ignore a hobby for a while, and then before you know it, you're diving right into it, and it's just like, oh shit, what have I gotten myself into? I'm sure you guys have had that experience, right? Uh, I had it with ROM hacking, so ROM hacking, I was doing Ooh. for a little bit, and that's that that's sounds tricky. like fun. It's fun, and then it's like it builds up. You're like, this is exhausting, or like you run out of like ideas. You have to like pause. So oh. definitely, yeah. Right. Will and his fucking card packs he keeps buying hey, off eBay. Karen asked me if I could. <laughs> If I could tally up how much I may have spent on cards, and I total or on that pack right there, uh, total. Okay. Can I just say real quick? In your defense, though, you are not buying magic cards. You're not buying any of the bullshit games, etc. I fucking see I. You're buying weird stuff, and the thing about weird stuff is it's always worth. It's almost always worth the money because of how weird it is. And yet he's about to pull out some fucking magic. The guy's got to buy. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you yeah. fucking idiot. You absolute moron. Look at this Is weird that... one. Supernova. Supernova. See, that's cool. That's yeah, so right. that cool. It's cool. Yeah, that's cool. That's worth it. That's worth it. Um, No, so I did start tallying it up and then I got embarrassed and stopped doing it and deleted the file. <laughs> if, you, if you want to say your total, I'll say my embarrassing total of a different hobby I had for a bit. I... No, I didn't get far enough into totaling it, but I was at the point I was totaling, which is probably half of what I've spent was like $600. But how many cars did that get you? Um, it's got to be a lot of cars. Right? I have. Yeah, I have. Yeah, I've. Yeah, that's well, 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 it turns out these cars, it's just 10 and, of them. 600. Yeah. Oh, 10. Um, by the but time I like curved on that anyways, because it's not like if I was going to resell them, it'd be different. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I was like, I'll, I'll... what? Just in like like commiseration, just to not oh, make you feel okay. embarrassed. Okay. By the time I put the brakes on it and stopped myself. I had purchased 62 Amiibos in like the first nine months that they. Wow. Came out. 
And then wow. I was like, this is very stupid. I'm literally buying them, taking them out, and putting them into a glass case, and that's it. Yeah. <laughs> and then I just got I, and that's, that's what I was doing with the cards. And I was also, I kept buying them up because I was like, oh, if I don't buy them now, they won't be around anymore. They won't be this cheap anymore. And which is an argument you can have, but also they've been around for tw- almost 30 years. Yeah. They're not yeah. really going anywhere. They're not worth anything. Yeah. Like the worst case scenario is I put a video out about it and it raised the prices of them. And I own so much already that it's not even going to matter. Um, yeah. And that's but. why, that's why I like, like not to bring it back to keyboards, but it's like, I, I am at least fully aware of what's happening to me. And so I am doing it in a cognizant fashion. I'm trying to turn this into a, into a project where it's a learning mm-hmm. experience for me, where I'm like, look, I could go, I could go drop 150, 200, 300, $400 on a really nice mechanical keyboard right now. And it would be, he'd be here in three days and that would be it. But I don't want to do that. I want to learn from this. I want to solder. I may even program it a little bit. You know, I, I, I was, I was, I was thinking like, okay, what if I CAD the keyboard and like interfaced with like a local, like a metal shop and had them CNC'd it. So it's one mm-hmm. of those things where I'm like, I'm at least cognizant of my faults and my weaknesses towards engaging with the hobby. And I'm trying to turn it into something positive. Well, and I'm, I feel like you're doing the exact same thing with your cards. So. The flaw is you, well, you're, you're, you're putting value on something that, or contemporary value on something that has only inherent value to you. Or yeah. like, yeah, more like it. So like, yeah, like you guys, none of you ride motorbikes, right? No, no probably not. No. My friend bought a motorbike and he has that. He spent all the time, probably has to get it fixed, get his license and stuff. He didn't buy that, but like he spent money on that. And, you know, it's you could compare yeah. numbers on that, but it's more value of like how much that is worth it for you in terms of time. And, you know, yeah. yeah. And also like card collecting to me and for like all this weird stuff, it's the joy of finding the weird stuff and the cheap stuff. And I would rather spend money on a hobby that gives me return like the return from card collecting is the little spark of happiness of opening a pack and collecting them and everything versus buying a Lego set or buying a model or I I'm into 35 millimeter photography now. Like I would rather spend money on that because I get a return. I get, I'm increasing my skills where card collecting uh, I'm not, it's a, it's, I have extra money hobby and I don't want to act like I have extra money. I want to spend it on things that, that matter and not that they don't, but yeah, I mean, I've yeah. got you guys both beat in terms of probably something that's stupid that I've spent money on. I probably spent Fire around, well, no, on Le- on League of Legends. I probably spent oh, shit. in the last since 2012. Idiot. I spent like probably 1,500 <laughs> bucks on it. Oh, Wait, wow. but since 20 since 2012 though? Yes, yeah. That's not that bad. That's not that's not that bad. That's maybe like that's so a lot of that is 150 bucks a year that's really not that bad well a lot of it is also we would we used to for the first five or six years we used to get christmas gifts for the entire people like our group our friend group or like birthday mm-hmm. gifts you'd buy them like a ten dollar skin or something like that from that and that'd be the gift you got them yeah it's easy christmas easy birthday gifts. that's not that's avoided. not too bad spread out over 10 years it's, now, it's definitely slowed year. down yeah. yeah in the last like yeah. three or four it's probably realistically only like 300 so it's the first like 1200 is probably even the other ones when I'm there, when I'm playing it all the time. Yeah, but I probably put how many hours into it. So, but I think the key thing is we have these hobbies. We like to spend our stupid money, but I'm definitely of the mind of like, hey, if you if you make money, spend money. You know, make sure you have savings. Make sure you can pay your bill, etc. Be financially stable, but that doesn't mean you need to save all your money. You know, spend some of your money, live a little bit, and. That, that sounds like that's what we're doing. We're not being stupid, irresponsible with it. 
Yeah. It's, stupid it's, irresponsible. Like, let's shred money right now. <laughs> Next segment of the show. Um, yeah, I agree. Uh, moving on. That was a lovely little chit chat <laughs> section. Chit chat section. Um, session. Session section. Uh, so thank you for all involved. Life lessons all around. Moving on to the part that everyone's waited for is the games we've been playing this week. Folks, I'm going to go first. Okay, Sorry, go I was listening to a loud quick, keyboard type. <laughs> quick, quick correction. Quick correction. So I don't look like I got even more of an asshole. It was only 1250. So I'm, 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 I'm over, it's, I over, I overvalued. There we go. Yeah. $12.50. That's nothing. That's nothing. Um, speaking of cards, I did the smart thing, which is instead of buying magic cards, I just downloaded yeah. the free mm. Magic the Gathering Arena game, and I played that instead. Um, that is the smart thing. It's pretty fun. I've enjoyed it so far. I've faced off of get against like two or three real people. I've been doing like all the, the practicing mm -hmm. with the different starter decks, and I, I found a deck I really like, but I haven't made my way through them all yet, so still doing that. I don't understand how Magic is played not in a video game. There is so much going it's on. I played it for like a month with some friends who were really into it and I pretty quickly dropped it. It's a fucking nightmare because well, it's not just it's not just so much going on, but it's also you have a bunch of like cocky asshole geeks yeah. who are just like, oh, I do cover card and then well, question art and then I cover it and then I tap. Turn. Well, please tell me just, out of all of the, the decks you use, you are not white and blue. That's it. White and blue. Is that the yes. water people? It's the defensive. It's the one like you're not gonna have any fun because no, what I, like when I... you when you want to do something, they're like, no, you're not allowed to do that. And I'm like, like, bro. The one I liked um, was the one that had planes, and uh, not plane. Sorry, plane as in the field, not I think it's gr you're green. You're grass, aren't you? The green, Maybe? like there's they might be swamp. Actually, no, the I green forget. is the. Tr I don't know. I'm just going by lands, but whatever yeah. it is. Um, I was having oh, fun with that. Bar swamp's black. Never mind. Yeah, swamp's yeah. black. I think mean, um, white. Yeah. The only thing I did do card wise, I did pre order one of the gift bundle things for the Lord of the Rings thing because I think that's neat and I want to check those out and do like an unboxing of those. If I'm into magic at that point, maybe I'll buy more. But I thought it was cool enough to do like we'll do a card stream or something when those come out in June, I think. Um,. So Magic the Gathering, pretty fun. Then I was playing some Slay the Spire, which I hadn't Played tried before. Played it. That's a pretty good time. Um, I also don't like it at all. Who's your, who's your favorite character? How much have you played it? Yeah, that's also another thing, too. Uh, I could check. Good old Xbox. I didn't, I didn't ask um, you to check. No, I, I think like three hours... Four okay, hours? so maybe you don't like it. Yeah. Um, I, it just seems like I'm just, I have the three actions every turn and I'm just waiting for them to hit me and I want to do more and it's just like waiting for it. Oh, I don't want that. That sounds like, yeah. Sorry, that, that sounds like you're not playing the game right because you could pretty quickly get away from that. Yeah, action, like a combo or something. Per turn. Also, if you change your oh, hero really? too. Yeah. If you're, yeah. I don't know which guy you're playing, but like they all play really differently. But but oh, I look I don't mean I sorry slay the slay the spire is fantastic. Sorry, it's, sorry, not, play, it's, it's not for everybody. It's not so for it's everybody. Yeah, right <laughs> it's not for everybody yeah. too. Uh, but but so the thing about slay the spire is I really enjoyed the slay the spire. 
until okay, I played Monster Train. Okay. And the thing about Monster Train is it feels a lot like Slay the Spire, but what's great about it is that it's it's like a little bit shorter, so it's not as long of a run, and it just feels like they have fine-tuned a lot of the mechanics and the interactions with the game. So honestly, Will, my recommendation is if you're not feeling Slay the Spire, maybe play it a little bit more, but if you're not feeling it, maybe go to Monster Train, which is like 90% similar. It's just a little bit quicker, a little bit easier to get into. It's okay. My game that I have that I've played is also like Slay the Spire, so I can talk about it when we get there as well. So, <gasps> oh, yeah, yeah, I've, I've yeah. been into... I've always hated card-based games. I've always hated a lot of things, folks. Um, just wow. generally. Wow. Um, and, and, and so far this year, that I'm, I'm joyous, okay? And so far this year, <laughs> I've only March. found a love for <laughs> card games, or last year and this year. I've liked chess. I've um yeah so you know what i'm gonna get, <laughs> i was gonna get, make a get, joke I was, like, no. I was gonna say honestly get if you if you're doing it too play like a different guy like i you might be playing just the warrior dude who just heals yeah I, yeah he's pretty yeah, plain i don't know it also like i the art style really wasn't doing it for me it was it's a little too it's, like it's simple yeah like um game maker and that's not a that's not meant <laughs> to be an insult, but it no, is. No, it is. It is. <laughs> it just screamed like like if that game had more polish, I think I would play it more, which is an awful thing to say. <laughs> that's that's so. why that's why honestly you should try Monster Train because it feels like it feels like ninety percent slay the spire, but they just like they just like softened a lot of it and made it easier to get into, quicker to play, a little bit easier. I, I don't want to say easier, but easier for you to grapple with the mechanics, etc. It's funny, I looked up Monster Train on Game Pass, but it's not there anymore because the last time Slay the Spire came up, you mentioned it. So I looked it up, but it wasn't on there, so I need to see where it is. It's, well, it's worth it. If you ever, like I said, this goes for almost a lot of the FE games you play, but if you ever need a, just like, you just want to talk about that game. I played it a lot because uh, a, a girl I was crushing on played it, and they got me into it. Don't talk to them anymore, but I the residue's still, the residue's still there, so... Could be but if you ever need any backup on that, uh, I got you, dude. Yeah, yeah. Maybe I'll keep playing it. Um, yeah. And then finally, Atomic Heart beat that today. Um, I guess, <laughs> I guess there was a choice at the end, and I wasn't really paying attention, so I got the bad <laughs> ending. <laughs> um, and uh, wow, talk about bad writing. Uh, how long game. of a game is it, Atomic Heart? Uh, I think I finished out at like, like 16 hours, 15, okay. 16 hours. Oh, um, oh, let me check. Just to, just uh, to get a bad ending. That's that's rough, man. Yeah. So uh, thankfully, like I thought the save in those games were writing over every save you were doing, but it's a new save every single time. So I just went back to where right before I made the choice. Oh, okay. um, so I'm going to go try the other ending. Um the game is a solid middling seven, I think, is the best way I can yeah. say that. I was leaning towards eight for a while. I think it is the perfect, like, 7.5, um, higher seven. It does a lot of things that are fun. It's not running great on the Xbox Series X, which was a big issue with me. There was so much ghosting mm. in that game that I thought my TV was broken. Um, it is crazy. But the fun moments in that game... Uh, are fun. The mysteries are cool. The world building is really great. We've touched on that before. There was an incredibly, I don't even know if you call it subtle reference to Bioshock. Um, it was just, 
I'm pretty sure it played the Bioshock music. Um, so <laughs> I don't think you can well, call I it subtle. It's funny because when you start the game, it just plays the Bioshock game. <laughs> it's weird. It just says Bioshock. And Which I'm like, honestly, I'm I'm fine with. I'm fine with more Bioshock games because yeah. game's great. No, but you literally like you go to a, a lighthouse and go down into it yeah. and it reveals an underwater city and it plays the like and then gotcha. the character is like wow what a rapture and it's just like wow. what yeah, are we yeah. doing um yeah it, it's a fun game it was a good time there was actually a few moments i got anxiety and like creeped out because it was like very creepy areas and there were a bunch of creatures in um like containers around you and when you use the like hitman vision they all lit up as enemies so I kept waiting for the moment when it like makes them all come out and fight you, but it never happened. So it was just constant anxiety, wondering if these creatures were going to attack mm-hmm. me the entire time. Uh, on top of that, like there's a lot of um, you can just am- maneuver around enemies. You can basically do the entire game with the pick with the axe you start with. I think I killed yeah. all the bosses with it. Um, so it is. So it is Bioshock. You can go through the entire game with a wrench. Yeah. yeah. So. It's fun. It's a good time. I I recommend it if you have Game Pass. It, I liked going through it. Um, yeah. Overall, it was a pretty fun experience. How, it's cool how was the gameplay? Bro, was it crisp? Gameplay's not was the shooting's pretty good. Uh, it feels yeah. it feels good. The aiming's not great. Okay. Um, I played on a controller, uh, which is not how I like to play first person shooters, but um, I just wanted to not play it on the computer. So that was a mistake on my part because I was just terribly aiming all the time which is the other reason i was using the pickaxe or the pickaxe fire axe um but it, it, it plays okay it's it's oh it's it's just very glitchy i got stuck in a few places and had to reload and stuff oh, like that that's funny because i i i didn't have too many glitches honestly when i was playing on the pc yeah it might be different on the xbox it's just like a lot of later in the game like clipping into things um mm. my favorite part of the entire game is i don't know if you know this is ian but most of the tooltip and hints on the loading menu are just bullshit. Yes. <laughs> that is like, they're pretty hey, funny. You can't run out of mana in this game because there is no mana. <laughs> yeah. Like, what? It's just stuff like that. <laughs> yeah. It's just like, there's occasionally like a really good one. And then my favorite one was like, you ever stop and think about why this is all happening? Well, we probably shouldn't. And I was just like, what? Yeah. I remember one I kept seeing, which was something like something like there's no benefit to hitting a dead body. It won't give you any resources. It's honestly kind of creepy. So don't maybe not do it. Yeah. <laughs> like it's it's pretty it was like a funny loading screen joke that it kept playing. Um, There's also zombies in the game and like things. And there's wall orifices that spit out things that make the zombies. And so I realized you can not walk into the room and trigger it shoot them all and all of them still look like they're alive and glowing but they're all dead and then you can you can fire axe all the bodies so if any more show up they can't pick up the bodies so essentially Mm -hmm. i defeated a boss before it even started and i was just like nice oh whoops um yeah anyways atomic heart finished it jason the man the myth the legend what have you been playing uh so two of my, I'm gonna have a, uh, a as a board game aficionado. 
uh, probably one of the bigger ones on save data. I have a couple or two board games I want to talk about. I didn't list one of them, but I'll briefly go over one. The other one was, as I mentioned before, the Slight Aspire kind of game that just came out. I think it was in February, late February, um, which is this Aces and Adventures, which it's basically like you get a poker hands for Slate Aspire instead of characters. So they don't have a, you'll, you'll have a character and it uses a poker hand and to attack you use like a pair of like aces or something like that. And you defend with it. Whoever has the higher poker hand like wins, but they have like abilities that affect each. There's like five or six ability uh, characters that have like ability cards. You also draw simultaneously that use these poker hands or sometimes they're like, Oh, like your pairs do extra damage. Or when you put like the wizard guy, he doesn't even like attack. He just like, he uses like a uh, blizzard or something like that. And it taps all of the people on the field. So it freezes them. Um, so he's more like ability based. You can use like fireball. It'll be classic D and D kind of like spells too. Like there, there's like a ranger guy who like oh. has like summons and stuff. This looks um, awesome. I'm looking at screenshots. Yeah. So that's why I was like, if you don't like Slate Aspire, this has better like maybe a, a more cohesive art direction. Um, there's like an enchantress who I really like. Who like her big thing is they throw out a pair. You have like a every once per turn you can like change the wild like if you make a, a card like a wild card up or down like one so you change their pair from like a pair of kings to like a king and a queen which is significantly weaker then they have king high card and then you can defend with you know like an ace high card or something like that and there's different monsters and all kinds of stuff but there's a story mode and then there's also just like a slight aspire mode too which you can like build cool. your character up and you know build them up get like rank them up and then there's a progression system. Your character gets stronger and stronger as you kind of like level them up. So I, I really liked it. It's it's definitely really good if it scratches your itch in a different way that isn't, you know, as Will said, uh, really uh, game maker uh, art style. So <laughs> it's it's definitely interesting. I, I, I like it a lot. Um, it takes some getting used to in comparison to like, oh, this you can't play two pair to block like a high card, which is kind of weird. But um because you have to block the same amount of cards. So if they have a two pair, you just have to have like a higher two pair or tie it or something like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's definitely interesting in that capacity. Uh, for, uh, for just coming out, I'm pretty happy with it, though. And if you can get it for cheap, uh, definitely wor- worth a look at. Uh, the other one is, uh, so I'll talk about this one really briefly, is uh, you mentioned card games, uh, IRL, with Magic the Gathering. I've been playing a lot of Marvel Champions is what I've been playing. Uh, which is just basically like, oh, you get like decks of like booster packs of cards of like these Marvel guys, and then you verse like a threat. It's a co- it's a team based one, and oh, you okay. so you have like I have Wolverine. Now you can play Wolverine in four different like aspects. There's justice, leadership, aggro, and defense. And you have like a buddy who does like picks one of those two, um, and you tweak your decks depending on who you're versing. Like if you're versing Ultron, he's gonna have like, a lot of minions. If you're versing Rhino, mm-hmm. it's just one big bad you got to take out. Um, and like, yeah, you, it's just like a legacy card game. You keep adding, uh, cards whenever you get like a pack of like, I want the Captain Marvel pack now. And, you know, you can play it different. Like I said, you can have different aspects. So Wolverine might play different as a justice versus aggro deck or something like that. So that's interesting. I think it's really cool. Cooperative games always, uh, they're my favorite kind of board games to play nowadays. Cause I think competitive is just. You know, I, like whenever I get together, it's just, somebody feels really bummed that you meet together like once every like month and they get bad luck or something like that. Um, yeah, but the it's other ones. Oh, go ahead. Sorry, because my problem is like my problem is the opposite, which is I 
I like both types of games, but with cooperative, I get so into the game that I take over the table <laughs> where yep. I'm like, OK, on your turn, you should do this. And on your turn, you need to do this. And I end up just playing multiple people's turns. There so I, I can't handle co- cooperative games well in a social setting. Uh, uh, I had Chris. Oh, sorry, just quickly. I had Chris and Vic over for, to play board games that come over occasionally. And Chris started doing that. We were playing Horrified, which is a co-op game. Chris was like, oh, Vic, you should do this. this. And she was like, <laughs> can I take my turn? And I was like, oh, no, he's an Ian. And then he didn't do it the rest of the game. Like, we all, like, did Ooh, it together. Yeah. Like, oh, thank God. <laughs> yeah. I, I you think do that have... with competitive games, too, you son of a bitch. If like, they have matching energy, that's good, though. You shouldn't have done that. You should have done this. And I was so, like, honestly, like, though, which, which is which is... Which is better in terms of which table experience would you prefer? Me being running your turn cooperative or me being the judgmental asshole competitive? Oh, There's a problem with I, both, but which is which is better? Judgmental I, asshole's better only yeah, because I'm going against really? you anyways. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I guess you could take him down. So if he's being judgmental, yeah. I'll prove you wrong with your yeah. shitty ass snide comments or yeah. something like that. I, I, I won't. But <laughs> I'll prove you wrong. <laughs> Uh, the other game, uh, this this the it's the sequel to like pretty. I think it's been on Board Game Week number one on Board Game Week for I don't know how many fucking years. Probably since it came out. Near close. There's Gloomhaven. At, uh, they have one. It actually is ties into the video game because they have a Gloomhaven online on Steam, which is a good game. A uh, very good game. If you can get again, that's another one I I look at. Uh, play it for cheap if you can. But they have a sequel that just is coming out. I think we're we're on Kickstarter, so that's why we got it so early. But it's Frosthaven. Um, so shout outs to that. And like I said, Gloomhaven Digital, if you can take a look at it, it's basically like you guys are four dungeoneer guys that you go in, co op once again, pick a class, and you play two cards per like round. You have like a 14 card deck or something like that. And there's like monsters that, you know, spawn in or something like that with tiles and they different like scenarios and such. And it is a legacy game. So like you level up, you pick a card on level up once you level up. It's really cool. You can go back to town, buy items. Um, you can like work and mix and match with different party members. Like this guy summons or this guy like creates this element. So he works better with this guy or something like that. So it's really cool. I, I just two different co-op games. I think that are worth a mention. I know they're not exactly uh, video games, but like I said, Gloomhaven digital technically is, but yeah, I, I just like both yeah. of them. I don't like to give them a shout out. That's what I've been playing. playing. So, so I've, I've played Gloomhaven. What, what does Frosthaven do new or different? Uh, it's definitely a sequel has different classes, um, updated a lot of rules that were problematic in Gloomhaven, the summoning rules, some of the, uh, invisibility rules, <laughs> all those racist rules. <laughs> yeah. Oh, sorry. You said problematic and I immediately thought like, uh, yeah, wait, this game's recent. But, How did they but, have those kinds of issues? Yeah. So, <laughs> people like people, sorry, people like broke the game. Yeah. Oh. Those, they were just too good. Um, but they also have, instead of. Like just like just like non-existent town you'd go back to. Now you build this town up, so you can like I choose like in between missions. You're like I choose. Whenever you like loot something, you get like material to help build like a city. So now in between oh. missions, you're like I want to build the lumber camp. So now I build this lumber camp, and then you can like nice. hire guards now to protect your city as well. Um, and it's there's definitely different seasons. We haven't gotten to the next seasons yet, but apparently like. The events become more brutal during the seasons. You get attacked. Your buildings can get raised. Um, and you always all play together? Yeah. We've been playing together probably since the first one came out. But now we, we sub a fourth guy in. We have a solid three and we sub 
somebody that's fourth so in that's nice. a celebrity person. So that's nice. I don't have, yeah. I like to have friends. <laughs> I got lucky. It's the same people I played D and D with. That's why. So oh, God. that's What's disgusting. That yeah, like? but that they just updated it. Now it's um, like I said. Jeez, jeez. I didn't realize you were into board games. Yo, you ever played Twilight Imperium? Isn't it so yeah. good? It's it, oh, it, so it's definitely it's definitely a, it's one of those long long games, but it's super yeah. fun. So how many times have we 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 play it? Well, we played it we played it three twice, times? two or three times. No, we no, did, I think it was we just did twice. two, three, and one four, didn't we? No, because we did it we did it once with Maggie, and then once. Oh yeah, I think you're right. We played two of the third edition, and then one of the fourth edition. That game's great. It, it is so long, but it also. I never got tired of it. It was always just like, hey, we need to take a lunch break. Yeah, that's the best part. Getting yeah. back to it. You have a scenario. It's two to three hours. You're like, OK, like take a break and then you just go back yeah. into it if you want to. I know you don't like it, Ian, but every time uh, they come over, we always have to fight the urge to just play Feast for Odin again, because I think we played it four or five times now. And every yeah. single time it's just like, oh, I want to play it. Again. It just um, has that, that mechanical Tetris quirk that I'm not a big yeah. fan of. I, That's all. We're trying to figure out uh, uh, um, Twilight Imperium Day. And I was like, oh, I really want to play. I will fucking fly. <laughs> I know. Oh, that I know is God. not a joke. That is not a joke. You gotta stream oh, it for the channel fly. now. That's what oh, you yeah, need to do. we'll stream it. I can put, put some cams up. Um, I felt so bad for Karen because the last game we played, she was so close to winning and she was literally... Like, like if we got to her turn, she would have won. But I had a secret objective that I pulled out of my ass and I popped the turn before hers to get like three victory points and win in one turn. Did I did I win one? But I used that OP card to win. I think you won the first one. Yeah. And there was that one card that we all decide that they have removed from the game that like lets you do something twice. And it's just like, what the fuck? So was a cheater. I got it. Nice. Yeah. I'm a cheater. I looked it up before. Games, board games are great. And, yeah, and honestly, great. the problem was when when Will and I lived about three hours apart, we would schedule stuff. So him and Karen would come down or I would go up there. And then I, I play board games a little bit with my family. I don't know if you guys have played Secret Hitler, but it's, played, it's one of I, my favorite board I've games. I played it's that or crazy. Uh, you, you, know, you just do a different version of like a mafia or, so, or not the mafia. Yeah. The, uh, yeah. We, it's the switch you, it for Karen. You could used to do you could do coup or the other one too, which is also a good too. I have Avalon. Uh, yeah. What's it called? Coup or there's there's the, one resistance where the resistance or yeah, something resistance, like that. Yeah. But the thing yeah. about the thing the thing I love about Secret Hitler, just to go down this tangent for a bit, is that it it solves a lot of problems with those other games. And like I, there's no exaggeration. I've probably played seventy plus rounds of Secret Hitler like with friends and with coworkers and with family. And it's just, it's fucking bonkers how good that game is because even the more you play it, the more in depth, there's the a meta. There's get. a meta. And yeah, yeah, it's fucking, it's there's so a meta. The body. He's like, I, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't kill this person it. on this turn. Cause you played like 15 different times. I'm not going to kill this guy or something like, or yeah. that, that guy wouldn't still be alive. Or why is he talking so much? He never says that or something like that. <laughs> like, like just to give you an example, there was this game where, uh, basically, what it came down to was uh, somebody had to choose somebody at the table to die. And we knew either my mother or my father were on the bad guys team, to put it to put it plainly. And they were basically being like, no, you're the fascist. And my dad was just like, I know two things. 
I'm a liberal and your mother is a fascist. <laughs> and we ended up killing the wrong person. And it was just like this 10-minute uh, conversation of them like trying to convince the rest of who, the table who, that they weren't pick? the one that was lying. Who'd you pick? So we so we killed my dad. Why? Because, With a speech like because, that, you have to save him. Because my dad got a my dad was an actor in high school and college. He got oh. an award in college. And so we were like, oh. he like he's the most believable, so it's probably him. And it wasn't him, it was my it's, mom. And we were like, oh my god. <laughs> It's funny it that plays so into what I was going to say, which is I want to play that game and other hidden role games, but I'm afraid and not that I'm good at lying, but oh God. we played mm -hmm. like six or seven rounds of skull here, which is a lying game. I don't know if you've ever played skull, but you're like, you have cards and you have to, mm -hmm. you're betting your cards and you have to convince people if you have your oh, skull in there okay. or not. And if they pick yeah. you and you have it, you like give up your cards and all this sort of stuff. You have to play with less cards, basically. I won every single round and everyone's like, no, you're really good at lying. And I was like, oh no. <laughs> that's, like my secret that's one skill. Of the, yeah, that's one of the great things about Secret Hitler is 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 there are absolutely lies and bluffs and everything, but the way that the literal mechanics of the game play out, that you could be telling the truth 100 percent of the time. And and people would have zero suspicion on you. But because of the way mechanics play out, the game will force you to do something suspicious. And it throws everything into chaos. So, so it's That's a fantastic nice. game where it's like it doesn't matter how good you are as a liar or not. There will always be like random acts of suspicion thrown out throughout the game that make it chaotic. I think there's a reese. I mean, I would there's a reskin of it that's Palpatine, right? I think. Yeah, Something yeah, I think like so. That. I would get. I'll, I would get that. I would get that version for for game nights. Um, but yeah, board games are yeah, legit. Well, is what I would say. Just to be clear. Secret Hitler is not a pro Hitler board game. It's all about how yeah, yeah. you have to be careful of who you're elected. Yeah, well, but yeah. I was at a family event recently and someone said his name and the entire room went silent. So I would like to not. That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> and, yeah, that is, that is that is a problem with the game is that you really can't play with less than six. Six is the bare oh, minimum. I would I, stretch. For, for like mafia or like anything like that. I, I like a nice 10 crisp yeah. number yeah. right there. I play by myself like in that. a mirror. That's so like there's two. Oh, OK. You lie to, you lie to yourself, honestly. Will. Yeah. When you get up in the morning every day, Jason, every day is a lie. <laughs> it's yeah. not a lie. If you believe it, Will. Yeah, you're beautiful. Thanks, man. That mustache looks great on you. It doesn't. Wow. <laughs> Rude. <laughs> I call uh, you out on your lies. Jeez. Hitler. Uh, <laughs> I can't grow a Hitler stash. That's one of the great qualities about me. Okay. Uh, I love the. Never mind. <laughs> Ian. <laughs> Hi. Tell me about the games you've been, you've been playing. Two games that I have already played and talked about on this show, so it better be worth it. No, you have not played the second one. You I have. Shit. I did, uh, and I talked one, all about it. The first one is Wild Hearts. Um, I this is a Monster Hunter like from EA and Koei Tecmo. Um, it's out on Game Pass. Oh no, it's not, well, it's a little bit on Game Pass. You get a ten hour free trial, and I, I I tried playing it because I was in a Monster Hunter world. And Will, you spoke so positively of it. This has to be one of the like ugliest running games I've ever seen. <laughs> like. Like, I, I don't want to go too much into detail, but I basically spent like 45 minutes with this game being like, why is it so 
bright and washed out. And then I was like, is HDR <laughs> oh on or off? Do I turn it off of the system? I, I Googled multiple times. And long story short, this game's like fucked from a graphical level, but not I in hate, a way where it, where it doesn't run well. It just doesn't look. It, yeah, it's no. thousand percent. It doesn't know what video settings are. Let me put it that way. And you can't make it look good. Other than that, though, it's a pretty cool little Monster Hunter game. They've added some like build mechanics so you can quick build crates and stuff. It's pretty cool. I think I've just realized that. I think a Monster Hunter World is going to be my only Monster Hunter game um, forever. Like, like I wanted to sample that genre. I did with Monster Hunter World in like a cheaty way because I came back to it when they gave you that like super powered armor so you could kind of breeze through it. And I think I'm just done with Monster Hunter. So so if you can excuse the graphical issues and if you're a super Monster Hunter fan, definitely check out this game. It seems like it's doing a lot of cool, crazy new stuff. But for me, it's kind of a revelation where I was like, I thought maybe I was getting into this genre where in reality it was just a one hit one, a one play wonder for me with that genre. So that, did that affect your overall? I enjoyed this game. I recommend it. Or you're like, hey, I played Monster Hunter World. I played this game. I'm like, I'm not. It's not for me. Don't even recommend because, you know, all these problems are already suggested. So so honestly, I I would recommend it to people who like Monster Hunter okay. games. It's it's similar enough, but it's also doing enough cool stuff. The big hesitation, however, though, is that the way this game looks and runs, it's got it's got problems. Like literally the way that it like treats color and brightness is all sorts of fucked. And then if you try and just put it into like performance mode to make it, I mean, uh, like resolution mode to make it look better, it drops to 30 FPS on on a, on, a, on an Xbox Series X. So this game is it's if you are at all picky about graphics or how things look and run frame rate wise, you're going to hate this game. It doesn't it doesn't run right. So it's it's, it's a lot of it's a game full of caveats, honestly. It's weird because I do hate all that stuff as evidence with Atomic Heart, but I like bought into it because Wild Hearts felt like I was playing a game that someone sent me from Japan and was like, hey, there's like English subtitles in this. Like, check it out. Like, it felt like a PS1 game when yeah. there were, that was region locked. Like, it's so weird and fun. Uh, I think it's better than Monster Hunter World. Um, and I think I the addition with all that stuff, like the, I think it's Kurakuri Kur stuff. Like, it gets more advanced as you go along that you're like quick building walls and fireworks and giant mallets that slam down on the enemies. So, and for some reason I'll have to go back to monster hunter world maybe, but I seem to understand this game and the way it works way better, like leveling up it certain explains. weapons into categories. Um, explains a lot more. Yeah. Yeah. So I took a pause on it to play through atomic heart and I'm going to go back to it. So I'm hoping it, it stays with me mostly because I, paid for the entire game so i'd like it to stay with me um but i uh i, I agree with you 100 it, it looks weird that's where i first noticed the ghosting so i went from that to atomic heart and i was like is my tv broken like what is wrong with my a, tv you just need to play a good looking game <laughs> yeah that's what i was thinking i was like what the what is happening so yeah yeah um, um the second game i've been playing is master plan tycoon which released today uh, I believe we previously talked about it in a wishlist spotlight, but Will has not played it. No, I have played it. It was featured during the previous Steam Next Fest demo, and I raved about it. Oh, previous, previous. Yeah, Anyways, so Will's never one, played this point. game. I have, and I purchased it today. Thank you very much. <laughs> this uh, this game came out today. It's it's basically Factorio, but in flowchart form. 
Um, and, and so let me explain that a little bit. It's all about like, you know, you are you're building a factory in a way. So it's like, hey, I have um, I want to make wooden planks. So, so that requires me to put down a lumber yard, which chops trees and that feeds into the sawmill, which turns the trees into planks. And then that goes into my storage. But the what's really cool about it is that it's visually laid out like on graph paper in a way and as a flow chart. So instead of you putting down like a 3D sawmill or whatever in the world, you're just putting down a little box that says sawmill and it has an, uh, an, an arrow line going into the storage. And then you just see little dots that are the planks moving along. Um, so it's pretty cool. I think one of the great things that it does is that. Uh, it has multiple technology tiers. So like uh, one of the later tiers is concrete. And when you click on concrete, it tells you what you have to do to make concrete, but in flow chart form. So so, for example, I'll go um, I'll go backwards a little bit and I'll talk about bread. So to do bread, you need a farm to make grain that feeds into a mill, which turns the grain into meal, which goes into a bakery, which turns the meal into bread. So you need three buildings in order to make bread and they feed into each other. When you go into the screen, like the building screen where you're like, I want to make bread, it shows it as a flow chart. It says farm, mill, bakery, bread. And if you click on bakery, it dumps you out of that screen. And now you have a bakery that you're dragging around and trying to build. And it's so simple, but it's so great because every time you go into any other crafting game, you inherently think of things like a flowchart, but they're never presented to you as a flowchart, right? You look at something and it's like, look, you need you need three cloth and two twigs and you go, OK, well, how do I get cloth? Well, you need cloth from fibers and you get fibers from trees by punching them. So you're thinking about it like a flowchart, but they never fucking presented it as a flowchart. But this game is literally just like, look, if you want to make bread, here's the full end to end flowchart. And if you want to make any of the previous like ingredients or steps, just click on that fucking step and boom, now you can place it in the world. Um, so I'm only about at like two hours in. I'm really enjoying it. It has like a really extended but cool tutorial. The, the one kind of quirk of it that I'm not sure I like so far is that it turns out it's a lot like using Microsoft Visio. You guys ever use Microsoft Visio, the flowchart oh software? Oh, God. I used it way back in the day, but oh, my God. Yes. So the, it's been the, a bit. The problem that I have with Visio is the same problem I have with this game. Which is that you can drag shop, you can drag shapes and lines, etc., onto the grid, however you want to set up a flow chart. But you but it's almost like it's almost like an inverse square law where the longer you work on the flow chart, the more fucking time you have to spend dicking with the lines to be mm. like this line goes here. No, you fucked up that line. Now I can't logically follow it. No, this line needs to turn right here and left here. And it never quite works right and it never quite looks good. In Master Plan Tycoon, there's a fucking problem, which is twofold. Number one, your lines can't go across a building. So if you have like two different areas and you've got yeah. two different buildings and they're trying to feed into the same thing, those lines, they can't go across a building. So you end up dragging, you end up having to click a building and kind of drag it pixel by pixel just to be like, give me the space where the line doesn't cross another building. And then the other problem is that each building has like an input and output and they're on specific sides. 
So for example, in the, in the example I gave you of a farm feeds into a mill feeds into a bakery that has to be in left to right order because the farm grain output is on the right hand side. And if it's, if, and if you try and take that right hand output and draw a line to the left, it goes through the building and it won't let you do it. So it's this, it's kind of this, honestly, the more I talk about it, the more fucking frustrated I'm getting about it. It's a, <laughs> my, my big concern for it, maybe not concern, but my big question is why play this game over playing something else that like you do get that visual, you know, appetite for you, like that that's served with it. That's why people play those games is to not look at a grid or just like, you know, feel like they're doing work. And so you're I, gonna, I would just, yeah. why I would disagree. That's fair. That's fair. Because I feel like when I look at those visual aspects, sure. It's pretty. I get a little bit of a graphics boner, a little chub up, right? But when I'm looking at the graphics, I'm going, I don't give a fucking cahoot about how good this sprite looks. I want to know what's your fucking output per second. I want to know what's your fucking ROI. I want to know how many items are flowing in and flowing out. So honestly, I really like that they've simplified it to a flowchart format because I don't have to take the extra millisecond to look past the graphics. It's just like, boom, mill. It's feeding into the bakery. Like, it's super simplified. And with Factorio, et cetera, I'm not really playing those games for the graphics. That's a nice cherry That's on top. I'm playing it to build the mechanism, and this game makes the mechanism clearer to me. Right, yeah. but what what's the separate... So my big my next question is, what separates... If I have a factory and you have, like, a mill or whatever, that's just a box, right, in this yes. game? Right. Yeah. So is there a quick way like that's my mill like without having to like, oh, shit, like if, especially once the factories get bigger and bigger. And you have to do all these lines that doesn't that become more yeah. like, oh, like burdensome because you can't quickly identify, oh, that's my mill. I got to get this, you know, so. Yeah, so, it's, so it becomes a little cumbersome, but they do a couple things to make it easier. Number one is it's 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 all color coded. So I've noticed like a lot of the food stuff or grain stuff, et cetera, is yellow. So it'll be a yellow box. Um, the other thing is that they have this really interesting concept of storage boxes. So storage boxes both take in items and provide items, but they're universal. So if I have a storage box on one side of the map that I'm feeding water into, I can place a storage box on the other side of the map and take water out of it. And so that makes it super easy for you to segment different areas so that you don't have just this huge collapse of crisscrossing lines in a single area. And then the other thing they do is they have like they call them like like mission areas or whatever. So, for example, I had this area where they were like, hey, uh, maybe you should make some steel here. And you click on a box and it's like a steel mission and you click go to mission and it takes you to a different map. But what happens is on that different map, you set up your whole steel production and you feed it into a box. And then when you go back to the main map, that mission box now has steel coming out of it. So it's not just one single map with a whole bunch of shit on it. They do a couple good things to try and segment it a little bit. You definitely lose, like you said, you definitely lose that like immediacy of like, oh, that's a factory because it looks like a factory. That's a farm because it looks like a farm. But they do some cool graphical and mechanical tricks to to kind of minimize the impact of that. Yeah, that, that would be like my immediate thing is for me to get like going in any like city builder or like or, you know, just basically any kind of like builder or planning just immediate like being able to tell what it mm -hmm. is and also where it's feeding to if lines are crossing like you said that could get yeah. hectic pretty quickly so this is definitely the type of game where 
there are people to boil it down into just like real shitty reductionism. There are people who play those games for the graphics because they want to make a pretty city. And then there are people who play it for the mechanics and the optimization of I want to make a perfectly functioning city. Everything's on time. Everything's perfectly dialed in. No extra resources. And this game is 100% geared towards the second group. Okay. Um, that being said, it's $8.99 on Steam. Honestly, go buy it. It looks fantastic. It's a lot of fun. I've only played two hours of it yet, but I feel like I've already got my money's worth. Go play some Master Plan Tycoon. It's hella cool. Yes, it's very good. Great. Okay. Cool. I usually well, check uh, out, you at least wish list, you know, whatever <sighs> games you guys check out. So. Yeah. Cool. That's great. Great job. Ooh, <laughs> kick it. Time for the news, everybody. Got really good at throwing my voice. Um, folks, a lot of news this week, including things like the Mario movie trailer came out earlier today. I'd like to apologize oh, I see to it. everyone. Fuck. I'll watch it. It. I, I didn't watch it either, honestly. I watched it. I've after. decided I'm not gonna watch it because I feel like this people have said this, this is not a new thing, but I think they're right. Modern trailers just give away too fucking much. It's an hour and thirty minutes. This movie too. So this trailer is actually trailer? depending on how long it's it is. No, no, no. The movie. The movie is an hour and thirty minutes. Sorry. Well, the yeah. trailer is an hour and thirty minutes too. Yeah, it's the whole movie. Yes. Man, yes. The trailer. The trailer. The, tra- the, tra- the trailer is also three hundred feet long too. That kind of trailer. Yeah. If you're thinking about it. So. What? So that's the thing is like I I decided I'm not gonna watch it because the thing about trailers is they tend to like show so much of the movie that when I sit there watching the movie I'm gonna be like when does the Rainbow Road segment happen when does this happen when does this joke hit yeah so I so True. these late trailers I try not to unless watch. they have a fake trailer sometimes but yeah yeah a I don't I I don't want to watch the scream trailer for instance because I watched I stupidly hit one and I was like why is that person now that person's probably a killer because they don't show up or like they're gone so they're probably mm-hmm. already dead like in randomly so especially for those kind of movies too for like whodunits and stuff what was that there's that famous trailer for that one movie that like reveals like three different plots. okay so, so one big trailer. one that the, the wor- one of the worst trailers ever that ruined almost all of it was first of all the movie was going to be dog shit anyway but batman versus superman literally Martha. in the trailer they had wonder woman show up I'm like, why would you put that in the fucking oh, trailer? Wow. Because you don't know that at the end. Now you know they're a. You know they fight, but nothing bad happens. But you kind of already knew that anyway. But now they have to throw Wonder Woman in. So I'm at the. I'm in the movie. Two hours and twenty five minutes into the fucking movie, Wonder Woman hasn't showed up. I'm like, I'm fucked, man. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck exactly. another thirty minutes goes because they have to <laughs> exactly. fight Doomsday. I was like, how are we making Doomsday? Long? It's it's a long fucking movie. I love movie, this dude. movie so far. It's great, but when's Wonder Woman? No, I was hating the movie. I was like, please, I have to use the restroom. The kid to the left oh of me, my. who's ten years old, said, "Mom, can we take me out? This movie's dog shit." I was with my like ex, my current ex, but she was like fucking like. Oh, she's like, I'm not really a big fan. I was wow. like, I'm not gonna be able to talk to her about this. She doesn't like the movie, so we're gonna have nothing to talk about. Like this movie's dog shit. Why she's an ex. Oh, no, <laughs> maybe, but still. <laughs> We should have left. Jeez. We should have left. I almost walked out. But yeah, it's that kind of trailer. We didn't know what, like, why would you reveal Wonder Woman when it's your, your big thing? Like, no one knew she was going to be in that movie 100%. And they show her in her, like, costume fighting Doomsday, which we didn't know was in the movie. 
Why? Jeez, that's so messed so, up. But yeah, yeah. yeah. This, hopefully the Mario movie doesn't do like something else. Like, oh, Birdo is in the movie. Oh, Birdo, my favorite character. <laughs> Birdo. Birdo. Oh, Birdo. Birdo. My favorite character. Said like um, nobody ever. Unless you really like sucking. Like. <laughs> <laughs> oh, then call me Birdo. <laughs> they call me Birdo. We are off the oh, rails. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, Speaking of rails, my weekend. Um. Todd Howard <laughs> came to me in a dream and he said, Will, you know what? Listen here, boy. I'm not okay. wearing pants today because Starfield's coming out soon. And I woke up, I walked over to my computer, fully erect, and I googled Starfield and a trailer had <laughs> appeared and it said Starfield is coming oh God. September 6th, 2023. A marvelous day. Write it in the calendar. I'll put it in my calendar that features artists from the Renaissance period. Renaissance. And- <laughs> <laughs> you wow. like that bit? That was pretty um, good. And I am so you know nothing's gonna bring me down because I'm excited oh. for Starfield. There's okay. a direct. Okay, okay. In June. okay wait, 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 Shut the fuck up. I didn't Shut watch this new up. trailer yet. It's like a little bit of a behind I, the scenes I, I, dev trailer. Does it I look better either. than it did previously? Because previously it looked real iffy. How, how long did how, how long they've been making Starfield? Twenty seven uh, years. Like, <laughs> I mean, since Todd was a sperm, so how long is that? Um, um, his 40s. Is it bad for me to think my early prediction is this is going to be a, the new anthem? Is that, no. is that an asshole thing no. to do? I don't think I don't think so. I don't think it's going to be that bad. I don't think it's going to be that great, but I don't think it's going to be anthem bad. Hi, safe data team. Thank you for rating. I, we, this is me publicly acknowledging your rating. Halucha, yeah, yeah. This. You got it. You got to make sure. Hey, hey, Lucha. Clip this. I see them publicly acknowledging. I noticed that somebody also hasn't acknowledged them yet. Uh, would you like to say any words also, uh, Ian, on the on the raid, just in case we need to double down? Cheers. <laughs> yeah, that's not iced tea, folks. That's his urine. Can you, you tell I'm a little I'm a little sauced right now? No, no not at all. No, because you laughed at my Birdo oh. joke, so you have to be intoxicated. <laughs> oh, that's fair. Oh. Um, anyways, Starfield, September 6th, um, it was just a quick trailer, they showed, like, beauty shots, and then it was Todd talking with people playing in the background, and then he referenced one of the people in the background, and the guy, like, turned around and waved to the camera, it was so weird, and I loved it, and I just want to put Todd in my mouth. They're not QA if Todd talked about him. (laughs) So, anyways, September, uh, 6th, two days before my birthday, folks, shout out, get me a present. Uh, and then um, June 11th, after the Xbox showcase for E3, there will be a Starfield Direct. And, you know, it just brings me back to... I Say what you will about Fallout 4, but that E3 with the reveal it was coming out in November and the Fallout Shelter and all that stuff. It's great. It's big. And I'm excited for that. And I think I'm going to replay Oblivion. I think I'm going to play through Oblivion uh, as my next, um, like... Okay, shut up. Game. How do we feel about this Starfield delay? Is this is this is this something we should take positively, negatively, just straight down the road, ho hum? Okay. Can I go Taking first? Not to, not the bus. Yeah, go we'll, first. We'll, yes, we'll you, let, go. you go. My big thing is with companies like this, and I'll, I'll even throw a fucking Naughty Dog into this because Naughty Dog worked their workers to like the fucking bone to get their game out. And they only have like one game that's like any good, but they're banking all of their money off of it. But that's another topic. My point is, at what point does Bethesda like 
get any like they have to make up their credit with the player base okay like that's my thought press like we should not be giving them fucking anything until they make back the good like merit that they had they fucked up was fallout 776 that was a fucking like horrible (laughs) that was i'm sorry will that was a mess no, they, it's like, Fallout seventy six, not seven. Yeah, yeah, seven seven. <laughs> there's a game. There's, there's a Fire Emblem game that's seven seven six, by the way, which I was confused with. Anyway, oh, that's oh my god. Game. Sorry, <laughs> of course there is. But my point is, my point is, like, even at, at Fallout four had a lot of bugs too, and they copied and pasted those bugs in the, you know, the, the next game. Yeah. You know, my point is, the, the that that company should not get any. It, it should be building the merit and credit b- credibility back rather than us going. Mm-hmm. This game's gonna be amazing. It's yes, the next best 100%. thing. Especially since these delays and stuff, like I don't. It's not that this game. I, I jokingly said it's going to be dog shit, but there's a lot of people who are going to like look forward to it, um, and that's fine. That's perfectly fine. But I don't think I'm worried that those people are going to be blind and like immediately this is God's gift to humanity instead of like rating it for it actually is, and then you know doing something crazy. So I think this this company <laughs> needs to be checked. Is what I would say. Yeah, I, I can say. It. Look, I'll say it as somebody who has worked in Bethesda QA before. I don't know what this delay means, right? There's two things it could mean. No, that's not the way to approach it. There's kind of two feelings I have. Number one is Bethesda games, 110%, they need more time to bake. They need more QA. They need more work to polish, et cetera, especially towards the end. But the other part of me is somebody who was on the inside of that cycle, admittedly nine years ago, but I, I haven't heard of any major changes. Their QA dev management interaction system pipeline is fucked to the point where you would have all those bugs that ended up in in the field in front of customers. They were found by QA, but they were not handled properly. So it's one of those things where I go, I I'm glad they're giving more time because I'm assuming that time is for QA and for bug fixing. But I also know they don't fix their fucking bugs. They just ignore them. And so it, it's not a matter of time. It's a matter of systemic upheaval. It's a matter of they need to rework their entire dev QA process. And until I see proof of that happening, the delay doesn't mean shit to me. It doesn't instill any sort of confidence in me in that release. So sure, bring me the game. But I think you're right. This is going to be a solid fucking seven. And Fuck so I'm like, off. I'll play a solid, <laughs> solid seven in September. It's going to cost me zero bucks, so whatever. We all know Phil Spencer walked in there, said, Todd Word, we're going to have to delay it because there's too many bugs on my iPhone when I'm playing over the cloud in my jet. And we need to fix it. And that's what Todd's doing. He's on the ground, in the trenches, programming, QAing, arting. That's all he's doing all the time. Now, the real good news about this, I don't know if you even stopped to think about it in your world of sevens, Ian, I didn't. which is Starfield 2 by Obsidian is going to be awesome. <laughs> don't get, okay, no, fuck. I know that's Starfield New Vegas. Now. It's going to be lit. New it's Space Vegas. Planet. <laughs> I love it. God, that's a good idea, though. That's a really good idea. They should I just know. turn Obsidian into a Bethesda sequel factory. Bethesda does all the heavy lifting of creating the IP and the initial game, and they don't worry about the bugs. They just put it out there. It's super dog shit. And then Obsidian comes behind and polishes that turd. Yeah. 
like I, I'm looking forward to it. I'm hoping it's another Skyrim in the sense that it's it's Skyrim's not a ten. It's a I mean to me I think Skyrim's a, an eight, a very solid eight, seven. It doesn't have the best yeah. writing in the world, but it is a repeatable format that obviously people have lost themselves in for over ten years, twelve modded. years now. Modded like too. mod yeah. it. Yeah. It's a good basis. People love that game. Same with Oblivion and Fallout. Even Fallout Three, but Fallout Four is where it started waning a little bit. And Fallout Seventy Six, although it was a test of their multiplayer game, like that doesn't instill confidence in a single player game. So, I'm hoping Starfield is another Skyrim where it's not a perfect video game but it is enough to get by and it's a good basis to like go around and explore things, kick things off and do all that sort of stuff. Like that's what I don't yeah. think it's going to, it might be my game of the year because I'm going to love it so much. I don't think it's going to be a perfect shit. 10 or something like that. Uh, not like yeah. fallout New Vegas, but um, I think it's just going to be fun. So New Vegas? I think yeah. that's what I'm just looking forward to a return of, to form. Hopefully um, if I, if I can say that. something positive about Starfield, I would say this. If it was the exact same quality, but if it was another Elder Scrolls or another Fallout, zero fucking like like enjoyment from me on that. It's like, okay, you put out another one of these buggy games, but the fact that they're bringing in a new setting, hopefully new mechanics with that, something brand new, and they're trying something new, even if it's the same level of quality, I will inherently bump it up in enjoyment just because it's something different. And that's that's what I'm kind of hopeful for. If it was like, again, just to say if it was Fallout 5, if it was Elder Scrolls 6 or whatever, and you're looking at it and you're going, this looks like the same quality issues as the previous one. I would not be that excited. But this is this is something new from Bethesda, which it's been a while. So that is exciting. Yeah, but also I, I'm the type of degenerate piece of crap that would take more Elder Elder Scrolls and Fallout all day. Oh, just give it to me. I um, hope for your sake, Will, it's good. That's all. I'll I hope say. so, too. I, I'm going to take all the time off from work. You heard it here first, folks. You can take all my time. Give Actually, months I'll give you all my time of work if you want. It's a Wednesday? Hi. Pretty sure. Uh, you need to fact check that. But I'm pretty what, sure well, what it's What day is Wednesday. my birthday? Well, I'll know. Uh, uh, here, here's going to be my birthday. So, so the game's Wednesday? not... My birthday's a Friday? Will... The game's not out for you yet for me to get it for your birthday. I'm sorry. But in advance, oh. I'm going to call up Birdo for you. My homie. Call up Birdo? Oh, yeah. She's Quick back alley. The OG slurper. <laughs> the OG slurper. <laughs> Birdo must. Wait, doesn't Birdo. Wait. Wait. She shoots eggs out, too, man. Holy crap. Where do you think the eggs come from? The slurp. What's that website called? Slurp.com. No. <laughs> Slurp dot yeah. Um anyways. Uh Ian, what did you pick oh. to talk about? Oh god. What a segue. Um let me calm down a little bit. This is a bonkers story, and honestly, I'm surprised that uh the games media like PC Gamer, Rock Paper Shotgun, Kotaku, etc., are not carrying this story. Which is uh there is somebody recently who received the Medal of Honor. For those of you outside the United States, the Medal of Honor is basically the highest award that can be given to a military member uh it's typically awarded posthumously um it it's one of the first black officers in the green berets will receive the medal of honor for their heroism in vietnam nearly like 50 plus years ago 
And one of the I don't want to say one of the main reasons, but there was a campaign to get this man awarded the Medal of Honor. And some of the key people in this campaign are from the Arma 3 mod community. And the story is basically that as part of uh, Sog Prairie Fire, which was the Vietnam mod for Arma 3, they started doing interviews with Vietnam veterans. And this is one of the veterans they found. Um, sorry, let me get his names. Uh, fuck. <laughs> Colonel Paris Davis retired. Um, they were interviewing this veteran and they kind of discovered this incredible story of heroism. And they helped write the application for the Medal of Honor. And a couple of weeks ago, it was finally awarded. President Biden awarded this uh, veteran the Medal of Honor for their actions during Vietnam because of this campaign led by game developers who were making a game in Vietnam and discovered this story. It's just such a crazy thing. Have you guys ever read any Medal of Honor citations, like the official like text from Medal of Honor awards? Not the citations itself, but I am. I, I did play the game as based yeah, off, mine, which is different. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's 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 so crazy because it's like uh, I'll read you a portion of the citation. The citation is like a combination of like of like very direct military speech, but also what sounds like if you got like a National Guardsman, like two year dishonorable discharge drunk in a bar and they started bragging about all of the shit they did. So it's this weird combination. So um, I'll read this here. Quote, Captain Davis constantly. Uh, sorry, let me back up. Captain Davis and three other U.S. Special Forces advisors accompanied the Vietnamese regimental force company on its first combat mission, a daring nighttime raid against a Viet Cong regional headquarters. Captain Davis constantly exposed himself to hostile small arms fire to rally the inexperienced and disorganized company. He expertly directed both artillery and small arms fire, enabling other elements of the company to to reach his position. Although wounded in the leg, he aided in the evacuation of other wounded men of his unit, but refused medical evacuation himself. Uh, following the arrival of air support, Captain Davis directed artillery fire within 30 meters of his own position in an attempt to halt the enemy's advance. Then, with complete disregard for his own life, he braved intense enemy fire to cross an open field to rescue his seriously wounded and immobilized team sergeant. While carrying the sergeant up a hill to a position of relative safety, Captain Davis was again wounded by enemy fire. Despite two painful wounds, Captain Davis again refused medical evacuation, remained with the troops, fought bravely, and provided pivotal leadership and inspiration. Uh, That's not the end of the citation. I believe he then refused to get evacuated several more times. Um... So honestly, this is just a feel good story. Like there are people out there that say video games are violent fantasies and just like not art forms that they're just absolute like like base gratification entertainment. And then there are people who are using platforms like Arma 3 and other and other uh, video games to try and like retell real stories and to bring spotlights to 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 real heroes um, and it's really interesting to see these people who worked on Arma 3, Sog Prairie Fire, basically discover this American hero, realize that he has not gotten the recognition he deserves largely because of his race, because he's African-American, helping with the application and ultimately getting him awarded with the Medal of Honor, which is just a huge achievement. And this is just a I'll feel good story, right? This feels good. It feels great. You know, I'm sitting here feeling good. Being happy. 
thinking about being... how they delayed Suicide Squad again. <laughs> um, wow. Not long enough. They need to delay it like four years to fix all this shit in there. Yeah, I didn't see this. When did this news come out? Because I did not see this uh, news recent. today. It's the first. Jason Trier came out like eight years, eight eight hours ago. <laughs> eight years ago. <laughs> Dear but, God, I'm gone. But... I'm gone. <laughs> He's gone, it's, folks. It's just, it's just so weird. It would be like the equivalent of like people releasing their game like like cyberpunk and like seeing that game and like okay this game was not ready instead of taking the extra months because people would be mad let's try to just like force out a game that's going to be like known buggy and it it kind of falls short Mm -hmm. on expectations this game is just like marvel a lot like marvel the uh not uh, the uh jesus christ Avengers, avengers like part two yeah it's yeah, like yeah. they didn't learn their lesson. Like you look at it, like it's right there. Like at, at work, like ow, the the thing looks exactly like it in terms of like the menuing system. At least looks very like similar to it. Um, again, the what one of my friends said, my my associates said, basically it's all gunplay instead of like abilities. Which I mean, it makes you, sense why yeah. why like. They showed off what they did, and it wasn't. It was just cut around and all that sort of stuff. Like I don't know. I just yeah. think even with that, people's response to it. I don't know if they're like thinking to change no. things or if this, this is. is just... It's because that's the thing is this delay is still this year, right? So that means at yeah, most it it's like a five to seven month delay. No, no, that I, is, I mostly meant that is not enough time to drastically change. No, 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 no sorry, I meant more like cushion the blow. Like it yeah. could have come out in May. It people would have been upset about the way the game is and all the bugs and glitches, or it can come out in November and they'll only be upset about the game and it won't have game breaking glitch. Like it'll still have game breaking glitches. If, but. if, I, if I may, I'm going to use my, my experience as a QA manager and you know, seven, eight years of software, fuck like 10 years of software experience. Now I think what happened was trailer comes out, blowback occurs, management comes down and says, look, blowback's not great what can we do to change this game to make it better? And devs came back and they said three years and they said, it's got to come out this year. So what can you do in six months? And dev came back and said, maybe this much. And management said, oh, great. You could do, you know, 200 story points of capacity in that time. That sounds great. Focus on the most priority stuff. Get it done. And so they got their delay but it's nowhere near long enough to actually fix the issues. And so this is literally this time is literally just going to be fucking wasted on like mediocre P2P3 issues. That's it. Uh, There's nothing drastic going to change about this game. This delay doesn't fucking matter. In it's, it's 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 weird because like I know it's completely different mediums, but you have like there's been another game that got delayed coming out April. Advanced Wars Reboot Camp. Yes. They, bo- yeah. they stopped they stopped that because of 9/11. the war. Yeah. And uh, partially, let's be real, the war between Russia and Ukraine. And I was like, yeah, like, yes, I get that. But then, like, they didn't like they kind of just like kept it hidden. It was really weird. And uh, yeah. who knows if they actually ch- partially, I think they actually did stop it because it was going to be buggy or something like that. Because I, I don't think that's a really? year worth of yeah. Like, yeah. just just to cut in here. I But the other thing is, I've heard rumors of Nintendo will finish a project like 99 percent of the way and then they'll put it on the shelf and they'll take it down off the shelf at some later point, finish the marketing and push it out yeah. there. So it may have been completely done. It might have. 
it's just sometimes like the Sonic movie it, again different medium yeah. completely. They got bad feedback and they're like, oh fuck, we need to fix Sonic badly. And like, granted, again, movies are completely different, so I don't even know why I'm bringing this up. But like, is there anything they can do to salvage any of it, like the menuing or like how it looks? Maybe not gameplay wise, just kind of tidy that up. I don't know. I'm not an expert on gaming. I'm not an expert on coding, especially if it's 23, 23 yeah. release again. But, but menu no they could do. Menu yeah. totally. Underlying mechanics are fine. They just change the UX elements. That's totally doable. I mean, UI I just think elements. It's- I just think it was too much of a coincidence with Advance Wars to have been no, delayed yeah. twice because of two different yeah. national tragedy tragedies yes. like twenty years. So apart. you're saying they knew they needed the time. They had to so they, do something they to create Putin. Oh, and said, "Listen, we're gonna give you Ukraine. We're gonna let you annex Ukraine, but we're not it's, president right now." It's so hey, weird you about these. You heard about these neo Nazis in Ukraine? It, you should do something about that. It, it, here's the thing: <laughs> we it's, heard about them. this this. Unlike Ian, I'm going to take the opposite approach. Not only would the delay might maybe not do anything, it actually hurts your game's image even more because now yes. you get this game. You have players like, oh, I'm going to get the Suicide Squad. When's it come out? Oh, and you like click on yeah. it, like, oh, I thought it was coming out May or something like that. And if these games, if these, the reason they're delaying it is not because of bugs, and it's a side grade at best of like what they like edit, but it's still not great. That's just worse for everybody. Because then you 100%. got a game, yeah. Then you got a game that's like, well, why'd you delay it in the first place if you didn't like improve anything now, or like there wasn't anything to improve? Unless they say specifically it was too buggy, I get that, but we'll never know. Now it seems like they're recalling it, which I think they say in the article itself. The reason they did delay it is because of backlash from fans. So there's no winning for them anyway at this point. They're kind of fucked. Uh, they just got to release the game as best they can and hope it's good. Whatever they have, the material they've got. Yeah, they just gotta go to a landfill and bury it like ET. Except ET was legit, man. Legit bad. Yeah, that game rules. Still. Have you played it? Can you imagine? I, do. I literally finding... have a copy over there. Oh, okay. Can you imagine? It finding is actually not that bad. Suicide Squad. What are we? Some. some <laughs> what are we? Sort some, some sort of. Suicide. I was about to say, can you imagine finding somebody who defends ET? But Will already did it. So, okay. It's. I mean. For an Atari Twenty Six Hundred game compared to games today, it's they're all terrible. Just, they're all terrible. They gotta put Actually, on oh, J- Here's what they're doing: they're delaying it specifically so they can put Jared Leto's Joker more of a focus on the game. That's obviously what it is. That's an idea. That's the winning move. That's the winning move. Best Atari Twenty Six Hundred game right here. Mm. Warlords. Nice. So fucking nice. Good. Nice. I'm Anyways, sorry, I don't folks. Call it the chat. But Sibylla has a very good point, which is the layout is sick, but we do need Ski Runner ski somewhere runner. in the layout. Where do you want? Okay, let me, let me I, get a GIF I think, of I think Ski it's Runner. A, uh, but I think it's a loop. Okay. So every every twenty five minutes, Ski Runner the Yeti just comes I, through the screen. I, I didn't get I didn't get a <laughs> I didn't get a sponsored moment on stream. Uh, I would like to bring up this minor topic. Uh, two things. One, speaking of Advanced Wars slash, I think I mentioned this the last time. If we do a Pokemon tournament on Showdown, would you gentlemen be interested in playing if I can't rally up enough, like, so, like save the other members? So it's here's, our, here's our concern. Here's our concern. We're dog shit at Pokemon. It doesn't matter. They are, too. I, I don't care who they say. Okay. They, they are, too. We'll, we'll, we'll have a we'll coaching session it. with me as well, so we'll be fine. Yeah, we'll get, do it. So like, yeah, I'll do it. I'm not saying they're the backup. I'm saying I don't know what the I mean, the you literally said we were the backup. 
listen, I didn't use the word backup and I didn't say subs. Okay, that's all I'm saying. <laughs> as you will. The second thing is this so. yeah, that's true. The second thing is, speaking of advanced boards, I think it'd be fucking we'd be at a, a loss if we didn't have some sort of like advance wars either like tournament as well like but sub pixel the two sub pixel guys versus some some save data members oh my god that's a war faction right there that's great like you keep you're uh, telling me ian as fucking olaf would not sell like tickets like hotcakes no way that's the thing I'm, I'm only commit if it's full costume full green screen <laughs> <laughs> and we're vaporeon yeah okay the water sure. type is Vaporeon I, already water type? No. Oh, Eevee's Va- the... Va- no, Wait, Vapor- is Eevee... Is Vaporeon oh. an Eevee-lution? Well, Vaporeon's air type, dude. Vaporeon's Vapor- air type? Vapor- yeah. Wait, why is it, I like thought she, it's because she was wet and stuff. The whole sex thing. <laughs> <laughs> is air wet? I mean, air's a liquid. No! Isn't it? It's a gas. We have to end this stream. We have to okay, but just stream. keep that in mind. Like, what? Just keep that in mind with... I think in Advanced Wars, I think we should all do... I think I would love to have you guys as a, a pairing. I think we should actually do like two v twos, like uh, like a two v two tournament. I'd love to oh, draft yeah. some people from. Look, I don't know who I'm drafting from that that save data team. No clue on that one. I'm just gonna have to you know figure that one out. Maybe I just get a guest celebrity in there. But the sub pixel guys <laughs> coming in there out of nowhere. Get a Woo! dead celebrity. <laughs> Are there any dead celebrities anymore? Uh, deal yeah, with them all. Bury him with ET. Are you a celebrity if you're dead? That's crazy. Are you a celebrity if you're dead? I didn't even know. My my point is, if we do the costumes, it would be sick. All right, so we got Ian as Olaf. I thought it was Sky. Wait, Sky type. It's not even air. I've already already got a Soviet hat and everything. We got Ian as Olaf. We got fucking Will as Sammy. That'd be great, folks. Fans, if the fans demand it, folks. Thanks so much for. for showing up thanks save data for rating with the 20 people nine of you have stuck around because there was no one here before um I thanks for cool. being here jason yes. thanks for being on the show thank you it's always a pleasure guys honestly uh really yeti thanks for being here ian thanks for being here folks in the chat i love you uh tune into more of our content so pixelfilms.com for due to that check out our youtube channel check out the stream archive on the stream archive, there is our old D&D stuff if you want to see that in Fiasco, I think. We haven't done it in a while, so yes. it's nothing crazy. It's not as good as Saving Throw. You can go watch that. Two uh, plugs, though. Number one, Saturday. Two plugs. We're coming back with Subpixel Aerospace. It's where we come up with a crazy mission in Kerbal Space Program, and we try and get it done. This past week, we flew 400 Kerbals to the test island, and it was a crazy stream. Highly recommend. Check it out. That'll be this Saturday. Next week, Tuesday, probably 8 p.m. Eastern, maybe 9 p.m. Eastern. Uh, I'm sorry, not Tuesday. Thursday, we're not having a normal local chat episode. Oh, we're going to be doing a spoiler chat about the entire first season of Last of Us on HBO. So tune in for that. It's going to be a fantastic episode where we discuss all the ins and outs of that TV show and whether or not we liked it. We're going to do it, folks. It's going to be fun. Uh, it's going to be a good time. So tune into that this weekend and next week. It'll be a good time for you. And it'll be a good time for me. It'll be a good time for Jason because he won't be have to be on the show. Um, sorry, I'm just stretching out. Eight more seconds, folks. We'll see you all next week. Where are my black gloves? My black gloves. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>